Welcome back to Dwayne's World. Always great to have your company and your calls coming through. Keep your calls coming through on 1300 736 736. And we'll head back to your calls very shortly. That open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. And you can check out the whole EV range at Werribee Kia. You can give us a call here, 1300 736 736. Or give at Werribee Kia, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team. They've got the EV6, the EV9 and the Nero there that you can test drive now. Oh, it's great to have Simon Hill on the program. Plenty to get to in the world game, and Simon's been good enough to join me for a chat. Might uh, keep him for a little while longer than uh, normal because there's been a lot of text coming through on the A-League and the EPL. So uh, let's start with the A-League. Welcome to you, Simon. Great to have you on. How are you, Dwayne? You good? I am good. I'm really excited. It's a weird time of year. Footy, our footy, uh, the Australian version of it hasn't really begun. You're hotting up right now, and it's... uh, it's changing times in some environments around the world as well, so I don't know where to start. We'll start with the A-League, which is your main port of call. And I think you've got the Sydney Derby this week, which is probably the biggest one of this weekend's games. Yeah, that would be right. Uh, Wanderers against Sydney at uh, Combank Stadium in Parramatta. Uh, so looking forward to that one. Should be a, a full house. And uh, the two teams only separated separated by one place on the ladder at the moment. So... Uh, yeah, it should, it should be a great game. Uh, there's always a bit of uh, spice about it. Um, you know, Marco Rodan will be back on the sideline after serving his two-game suspension for some uh, rather interesting comments. So, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Which year, who is the better of the two teams? Who are you picking in this one? Because I think they're fifth and sixth on the ladder, as you mentioned, and it's, a, it's at a critical stage for both. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one to pick, to be honest. And, you know, the, the old cliche is that uh, the form book goes out of the window in derbies, and I think that's true. Uh, I, I guess if you look at the form line, then Sydney FC are probably marginally in the better nick. But uh, the Wanderers had a terrific win uh, the weekend against Adelaide United on the road. So uh, with, with their home fans behind them, they'll fancy their chances. Um, I don't, if memory serves me correct, I think they, they won the, the derby at Allianz earlier on in the season uh, through a goal from Zach Sapsford. So, uh, you know, they're always fired up. This is the fixture that's, that motivates the Wanderers and Sydney FC, to be fair, more than any other. Um, so I, I think it could be a special night. It might be tense. You know, it might not be the, the greatest game of football. Derbies often aren't. Um, but it, it's becoming crucial because of the state of uh, the ladder and neither team is is yet really assured of their place in the top six. And, of course, they'd, they'd prefer to push on a bit higher as well. So where are Melbourne Victory at? Oh, Wellington and Central Coast are above them on the ladder. That's, uh, we see some good and some bad from Victory? Yeah, that, that's probably about the size of it at the moment. I mean, on Tuesday night, they, they came from behind to beat Western United with two uh, dramatic stoppage time goals. But they couldn't back up that on Sunday against uh, the Central Coast Mariners. He put in an amazing shift, really, given that they'd played 120 minutes only three days before in the AFC Cup. Um, so the, the issue for victory, I, I think, is it's not the only issue, but I, I think one of the main ones is if Bruno Fornaroli is not scoring, at the moment he's not, uh, who's getting the goals for them? They had opportunities on Sunday, but they couldn't take them. Daniel Lazani had a couple. Uh, and there were one or two others besides, but um, yeah, they need they need to find some other scorers apart from Bruno because he, can, yeah, as good as he is, he, he can't do it every single week, um, and, and that's been a bit of a problem for them. And I think it's one win in eight games now. Um, they need to start getting back on track pretty soon because I think the frustrations are starting to grow a bit. Speaking of the word frustration, let me poke uh, the bear here. The red card reversal, a VAR check, um, victory's appeal. Uh, the 
Did Geordie ballot on sort of slight contact that was maybe milked? Uh, how did you read all that and how are you reading it today? Well, the, the same as I did when I was calling the game on Sunday, I, I just don't think there was a definitive evidence to dismiss him. Um, now, the on-field decision w- was not a red card. So you, you're looking for VAR to provide evidence of a clear and obvious error. That, that's you know, the, the wording that we're led to believe is, is how they deciphered these things. And we looked at three or four different camera angles. Now, un- unless my eyes deceive me, I don't think we saw definitive. Of course, there's a suggestion that he's clipped him, but um, I, I don't think you can say 100% that he did, in, in which case, for me, you should have stayed with the on-field decision, uh, which was not a red card. But, uh, you know, I, I've given up trying to second-guess VAR, to be honest. I've, I've said, you know, 100 times uh, on this show, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think it's re-referee in the game. Um, and in, in, the, in the matches at the weekend... For me, anyway, it, it gets involved far too often. Uh, if, if it's an absolute howler, yeah, no problem. But it, it, a lot of these decisions are marginal, um, and I think it's spoiling the game. You're not the kind of guy to bite your lip. I don't know uh, how you're <laughs> asked to commentate, but when things like that happen in games, you you give your opinion, and then you kind of have to move on, even though you of know course. it's not that easy sometimes. Yeah, of course, and... You know, what you can't do is, is to get stuck on, on one incident because, uh, you know, it could be game-defining, but equally, you know, if there's still time left to play, and in that game on Sunday there was, uh, you know, in the end, in the final analysis, it might not mean too much. So if you bang on about it for 10 minutes uh, and then victory go and score twice, well, uh, you know, you look a bit stupid. So that's, you know, that's always the, the fine line that commentators are having to walk. Uh, obviously, you can you can have an opinion, but uh, you know you just got to move on with it. But during the week is when we we need to have those conversations, not on game day. And I do think it's something that that needs to be looked at. But uh, you know, unfortunately, the the A leagues have invested a lot of money in this system now, and I think it's here to stay. I, it, it's hugely frustrating for me. I, I don't like it because our, our rules are not black and white. Uh, a lot is left to the discretion of the referee. Uh, and now we are trying to provide certainty uh, in a sport where the, the, the rules are not particularly definitive. So I, I think that's where the confusion and the anger comes in from supporters because they don't understand a lot of these decisions, and I, and I get it. And if you want to hear more about this, uh, Simon Hill, host of The Global Game. You can check out The Global Game live on SEN or download the podcast anytime you like uh, for the extended version of Simon's thoughts on all things in world football. EPL included. Uh, where do you want to start there? I mean, Man City, I think Man United, Man City coming up, which is a big one. And I think you mentioned on the show last week that it might be Monday, 11th of March. Liverpool, Man City is a pretty big one on the agenda soon. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the fixture that everybody's looking towards uh, as being a decider. It probably won't be a decider, to be honest, but it will go a long way. Uh, to, to revealing the identity of who's going to be the champions. I mean, don't rule out Arsenal either because they're in third and only a, a point further back. Uh, and they've got a very good shout at, at winning the title, I think, for the first time since 2004. So it's a three-horse race, which is exciting. Uh, Liverpool are the slight favourites at the moment because they've got the one-point lead over Man City. But uh, we know that this is the time of year when you know, City put together these long winning runs. They're, they're, they're in one at the moment. So I think it's 12 wins out of the last 13. 
Um, so that game on, on uh, the 11th of March, our time at Anfield, will be hugely instructive. Uh, Liverpool weren't in action in the league at the weekend. They won the Carabao Cup against uh, Chelsea, so they've got a trophy in the bank. Um, City uh, got a 1-0 win over Bournemouth to keep up the pressure on Liverpool. Arsenal won big again. So, yeah, it's all heating up nicely for that uh, grandstand finale. And it's heating up nicely for the Jurgen Klopp fairy tale farewell. <laughs> well, I hope not, because obviously he's a City <laughs> fan. I'd like us to yeah. win it. But, uh, yeah, you know, he, he said that that was the best trophy he'd ever won. I, I think that might be a stretch, to yeah. be honest, on Sunday. But I, I can understand why he said it, because they had a lot of injuries. So they had to play a lot of younger players. Although, strangely enough, despite all the rhetoric, Chelsea actually had a team that was younger in average age than Liverpool did. So I don't quite know where that comes from. But, uh yeah, you know, it's it's a trophy and um obviously they'll they'll hope to add bigger trinkets to that towards the end of the season. They're still involved in, in that Premier League title race. So uh he he'll want to go out with a bang. He's he's been a, a super manager for Liverpool. Um I'm surprised he's leaving. Um but uh yeah, they'll hope to give him a big send off. I I just hope we we disappoint them. Where is he by world football standards are hitch wise, um, Simon? Because it, 56 years of age isn't old for a coach or a manager in many sports? No, it's not. And look, I don't think he's finished with football. I, th- I think yeah. he needs a breeder. Um, you know, the, the intensity at the top level, particularly in Europe, is pretty relentless. Um, and you've got to be a very special type of person to be able to deal with that year in, year out. Um, it's not just the pressure of trying to win trophies, but, the, you know, the daily uh, media soap opera really that follows these clubs around where every word you say every selection you make uh, is scrutinised to the nth degree it it must be exhausting for for managers and okay they get well remunerated for it um, but they're still human beings and uh, you know maybe he just feels it's time at 56 I don't know if he's got some health issues but I hope not but you know he's looked tired over the last 12 months so Sometimes you've got to, as much as we, you know, love our sport and we think it's hugely important, it's not more important than your life. So maybe yep. he feels as though it's time he puts that first for a little while. Yeah, it's a reasonable point. Talking to Simon Hill for a McCafe coffee catch-up. You can get any size soft drink for just a dollar at Macca's. Simon calling the A-League action this weekend. And you can check him out as the host of the Global Game Download, the podcast. One last one, Simon. I didn't really give you much time last week. You've been mentioning a few times about the world game having its own rectangular football stadium in Australia. I'm just curious to know where and what capacity you think would be the, the Goldilocks position and size for your stadium. Well, it's not just one. Um, we, need, <laughs> okay. we need a couple, uh, yeah. to be honest. And, you know, the, the Matildas are going to pack out at Marvel Stadium tomorrow night mm. when they play Uzbekistan in the second leg of the Olympic qualifier, which is terrific. And it shows that there's you know, massive interest in the game here. But for our regular league games, we need boutique stadiums, to be honest. Uh, Some of the stadiums that we play in, not all of them, but some of the stadiums, particularly on the eastern seaboard, and I'm talking about Suncorp Stadium specifically at the moment in Brisbane. Uh, You can also probably add Allianz Stadium to that, Derby's aside. They're they're too big, and they're shared with too many other codes. Now, our, our game of football is played with the ball on the floor. So we need a good surface. Uh, The other sports are played largely with the ball in the air. So the the quality of the pitch is is not quite as crucial. 
Now, we had a game on Friday night between Brisbane and Western United, and quite frankly, the state of the pitch was despicable. Um, the players have fallen all over the pitch. The, 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 uh, the pieces of grass that have been freshly laid were coming up at the seams. It's just not good enough. And, you know, the, the governments in New South Wales and Queensland are looking to increase the number of concerts that they play at these venues. So these uh, surfaces are going to get even more damage, particularly in the crossover periods when the winter coats start. So we need our own homes. Uh, now, I'm not you know, demanding that governments pay every single dollar for them. It's up to us as a sport to find some solutions and work in partnership with other parts of the game, maybe even other codes in, in certain places. But we've got to get to a point where we have stadiums that are suitable for our purposes and we're not just dropping in like wandering nomads every couple of weeks uh, uh, and squatting there on terrible pitches and in stadiums that are 10 times too big for our needs. It, it's a long-term problem. I don't know if there's an easy solution, but we've got to start trying to find one. Is there any private owner that would be prepared to pay the money, build a, what would it be, 15000 or 20000 at max, and you know, reap the rewards of having his own, her own? Good point. Well, I mean, Western United are trying to do that. Uh, you know, they, they've built a training base, which is, is pretty basic. They've promised to build a stadium, which is... Uh, you know, been, uh, I mean, that idea has been around since Jesus was a lad, but uh, they've still not laid a brick. I, I hope that's going to be forthcoming at some point. And you're right, you know, it's, these owners, you, you can't just demand that, that governments uh, pay for stadiums, although the AFL seem to do all right out of mm. it. Um, but, we, you know, we, we need to find some solutions. And uh, maybe it's a public-private partnership or a partnership with other parts of the game, like Football Queensland, for example, in Brisbane. Uh, the local MPL clubs, Brisbane Raw, Brisbane Strikers, you know, a year-round boutique football venue would be perfect for our needs and it will get great community use. But at the moment, there just doesn't seem to be any sort of plan or desire for it. And, and that baffles me, to be honest, because every week we see A-League games uh, played on horrible surfaces and it spoils our product. You're on tonight, eh? Is your show on tonight? Yes, we're on tonight. Yeah, time. We got uh, we got Nick Garcia coming on tonight, the APL commissioner. So uh, hopefully we'll ask him a few of these questions. Mm. <laughs> Love it, uh, Simon. Great to have you on. Good luck tonight. You can catch it tonight live on SEN, or you can download the podcast, the Global Game, anytime. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Good stuff, Simon Hill, with us, the voice of the World Game. For Maccas, a McCafe coffee catch-up, any size soft drink for just a dollar. At Macca's, yeah, you heard that correct, any size. So you're obviously going to get the large and the drive-through. Just uh, cruise through the drive-through, especially in this hot weather, regardless of where you are, and grab yourself a nice soft drink for just a dollar. Thanks to Macca's. Back with a few of your calls after the break. one 736 736 the open line, brought to you by Werribee Kia.